Jack, all I have to do, I have, I'm up against it. All I can see is I got like three or four deals to close. That's all he's focused on. But he doesn't have the bandwidth to look anywhere else. Mm. Okay. So the point is stay focused on getting your deals. And when you're doing that, give yourself kudos. Say congratulations, no matter what goes left, it goes right. Always say yippee. Welcome to the Ad Valued Entrepreneurs Podcast, where we're on a mission to end entrepreneurial unhappiness. If you're an entrepreneur with a burning desire to change the world, this podcast is for you. We're here to help you transform your life and business so that you can achieve the freedom and fulfillment you crave. This show is dedicated to entrepreneurs who want more out of their life, more meaning, more purpose, and ultimately, more happiness. You deserve it all. And it's possible. I'm your host, Robert Peterson, pastor turned life coach for business owners. I believe that success without happiness is not true success at all, but there's always hope for those who are willing to take action. Join us every week as we bring you inspiring leaders and messages that will help you on your journey towards success. Thank you for investing your time with us today. Let's get started. Our guest today is a sales transformation specialist and professional business coach. Jack Rand works with self-employed professional service providers who are ready to scale their business, such as financial advisors, insurance agents, and coaches. He's known for his ability to guide, focus, build confidence, and have a lot more fun along the way. Jack Rand and Robert talk about sales training and transitioning to coaching sales. Ultimately, it's all about mindset, how you think about the thing and the story you tell yourself. Jack helps business owners and sales professionals think differently. Well, Jack, thanks so much for jumping on the show. Looking forward to a great conversation. Well, thank you. It's so good to be here with you, Robert. Absolutely. So I start every show with a guest just sharing their entrepreneurial journey and what's led them to making the impact they're making today. Well, let me see. I'll start here. I was a top producer at Hewlett Packard. I was, I was an inside sales guy. I was based here in Colorado Springs. My territory was San Diego. So I grew that territory from $250,000 a quarter to over $800,000 in about 18 months. And then while I was there, you know, I, I was, my last engagement, I was a coach. I was a performance coach for HP, working with, working with the sales teams and managers. And then when I graduated from HP, I hired a coach. To say, okay, Dave, help me figure out what I want to be when I grow up. So he says, okay. So about three or four sessions in, he says, Jack, have you considered coaching? I said, well, yeah, but Dave, you know, uh, listen, I'm paying you a lot of money to tell me when something's a bad idea. He says, no, Jack, I think you'd be good at it. So it took two or three more conversations before I believed it. So I put some things together, right? Started walking around town kissing frogs and built my practice. That was 15 years ago. Nice. <laughs> Thanks. Well, I like that. Walking around town, kissing frogs. <laughs> <laughs> Shaking hands too. Oh, there's, yeah. there's, there's, there's a protocol, shake hands and then kiss frogs. <laughs> <laughs> well, you get slapped if you do it the other way around. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so obviously really good in sales. Sales is a great foundation. Who's who's your ideal client? Who do you like serving? I'll start with my avatar. 
My avatar is someone who is on their second or third career. They've established a business. Usually it's a service business. They're being successful and they're struggling to scale or grow it. And they've tried other programs. So that's when they're raising their hand saying, Jack, help me. And those are the people I work with. Nice. If we go up the food chain, the bigger category of services that niches down into, for example, coaches, financial advisors, insurance agents, people who are professional service providers. That's who I work with. Nice. And obviously they're feeling stuck. <laughs> they're yes. They're, they want to get to the net, that next level. And, and how does working with you help them? Yeah. Well, what they have a sense of is that they're chasing their tail. <laughs> they can't figure out the combination of how to sell effectively. So what I, I did was when I was at HP, I had a whole system I put together. Given I had a sales background, I used my system because my wife said, Jack, I love you. You cannot work 80 hours a week doing this. So I had to figure out a way to get it done in 40-ish hours, which I did. So when I started teaching my clients, because they were asking me how to sell, I, I had to show them where the process was broken because they think it was alchemy, but, but it's not. And see, what happens in sales is that there's a dividing line between marketing and sales. Okay, marketing develops a sales lead, sales closes it. When you're self-employed, you kind of mush it all together and it becomes you know, like alchemy, magic, that somebody, someone shows up and they buy. So when I organized the, the process into steps, right, I could then show them where they were broken because most everyone's saying, Jack, I got to close more business, thinking that their closing skills are weak. And sometimes they are, but usually it's not that big of a deal. Their issue is really two or three steps earlier. I just have to show them where it is so we can fix it one step at a time. Nice. Yeah, that's that's an interesting dilemma, right? The, the, this idea of marketing that tells your story and draws people in. And, and the majority of small businesses now, we, I think about the doctor, right? In the old small town, comes back from medical school and hangs up his little sign and, and opens his little door and everybody comes to the doctor, right? And we all feel yeah. like we can start our small business and hang up our little sign, open our little Google page on my biz, Google My Business, and everybody's just going to come flocking to our door. Absolutely. And nothing is further from the truth. And honestly, it pains me. Right. Now, it's good news for me because those are my clients that are struggling with that. What was interesting is that when I put the steps together, I started telling people about it. Then finally I gave it a name called seven simple sales steps. That's a complicated name, Jack. People aren't going to understand it. Do you, do you know, it took me a while to figure that one out, Robert. <laughs> um, and then um, in fact, I was doing a talk here in town, a, a group came to town. They were had a, like a business forum when we did them all live. And they asked me to speak. So I, my topic was seven simple sales steps. I had like, I think the, one of the largest rooms filled with people with that topic. So I figured it had some merit, so I kept it. Yeah. Um, so the steps now become the framework that I use to teach selling. Because all you have to do is actually sell step to step. 
most people want to sell like the whole Megillah and tell people why their stuff's so great. They don't have to. All you have to do is go step to step, connect with people, see if they're the right fit, then go to the next step. The right people stick with you. If they're not the right fit, not ready, whatever, they'll go away. And that's fine. The, the part about them going away is what drives most people nuts. They figure, well, they did something wrong. They did something, they actually, they did something right. Because they're, you're not going to waste a whole lot of time chasing people that you're not the right fit for. Yeah, I'd love to get a quick no. <laughs> yeah, please. Please save me. Save me some time. I'd rather go play pool, honestly, than, than, than go through that. Yeah, well, really, it's that funny situation, right? Nobody wants to be sold to, although we want to buy. And so the job of a business owner is to help people buy <laughs> instead of trying to sell. Yeah, but here's the trick. You have to figure out what they want to buy. Mm. Most people don't spend time doing that. If you spend a little bit of time figuring out what the, what their needs are, where their pains are, you'll see pretty quickly if you're a fit for them. And then you simply talk, talk to them about it. It's just a conversation. Now, it's, it's really not much different than like having coffee with a friend. But it has an objective in there. I'll tell you why. Suppose you're having coffee with a friend. You haven't seen him in a while, and you're just laughing, giggling, having a good time. And But you have a secret agenda. <laughs> your agenda is you want them to play on your baseball team. Right? Fair agenda. Sure. So at some point along the way, you're going to start talking about you know softball. Right? And you're going to see if you get any bites on that. And they may say, yeah, they're interested. You go, really? Yeah. Then you ask them why. And they'll tell you a really good reason. Like, oh, now you've got someone that has potential. Most people don't even ask why someone's interested in their product. If you ask the question, they will tell you. Once you ask the questions, they will pretty soon, given the right situation, if you ask the right questions, they will talk themselves into buying. I love that. You mentioned the right questions. So I love the power of questions, love asking questions. Let's talk a little bit about what are the right questions. Okay. The right question. So let me set this up so you see it. The sequence I use in my selling process is I'm going to meet someone at a networking event at a party somewhere. And we're going to talk and pretty soon it comes around to what I do. If they have interest in going to the next step, I'll say, would you like to have a coffee? Why don't we sit down and talk for a few minutes? Most of, most of my coffee meetings are these days are virtual. In that coffee meeting, I have a series of questions I ask to see if they're the right fit. So in 15, 20 minutes, I'm going to know if they're the right fit for me. And they're fun questions. I'll ask them. Here's my number one question. How did you get started in your business? Nice. And they will tell me something. They'll tell me their story. Now, maybe I shouldn't tell you this, but I'll tell you it. Tell it to you. Once people tell you their story, they love you. <laughs> people love telling you their story. In the story, you simply ask them, what's your biggest challenge? They'll tell you that. If that challenge relates to something I do, then we can take another step. You know, what have you done to fix it? How has that worked? 
in 15 minutes, we're going to have their pain uncovered. If they're interested, I'll simply say, if you'd like to talk further, why don't we get back together? Sure. If they're interested, they'll say, yes, love to. We set the meeting up, and I said, look, I'm going to spend a half hour with you. I'm going to go deeper into your business and, and the issues you're having. Is that okay? Absolutely, I want that. So then I spend 30 minutes with another set of questions I ask about their problem, their goals, where they're going, what their challenges are. It's, it's, it's scripted out so I know where they are. And they will. that purpose of that meeting is to find the gap. The gap is where they are and where they want to go. There's a gap in there. That gap is big enough. They're, they're enough pain. They will do something to fix it. And that's the purpose of discovery. From discovery, they're now going to buy something. Well, that's the truth about all entrepreneurship really is we're, we're, we close gaps, right? We solve problems. Solutions are the only value, right? My company's named add value to life and, and, and all the gurus talk about adding value to people. Well, the only value for anybody anywhere is a solution. <laughs> and so when you want to add value to somebody, you've got to solve a problem for them. And that's what entrepreneurs do. We solve problems. And as a coach, identifying that problem and saying, Hey, that's my favorite problem to solve. <laughs> Let's work together. <laughs> you bet. If, and if they're, they're not the right fit, you can, uh, sometimes you can steer them in the right direction, which I, I don't mind doing at all because we want to, I'm help them. I'm here to serve people. I love doing that. I'll help them. You know, yeah. Sometimes I've, sometimes I've told them one little thing that fixed it and that's all they needed. I'm happy with that. Nice. Well, hey, if they can apply it themselves and they don't need your help, more power to them. Absolutely. Please take it and run. <laughs> Have fun with it. Yeah. Let's talk in a while and see how it's working for you. Absolutely. The majority of people need the help. I mean, that's the reason coaching, coaching exists and, and the reason it's so powerful, right, is really you and I are amplifiers. We're, we're multipliers. So I really love working with people that are moving because as a multiplier, I can move them faster, right? And look at it this way. When a, when you're pushing a car, mm -hmm. if the car isn't going very fast, how hard is it, is it to steer? Whew. It's really a challenge. Once the car has some momentum to it, you can steer it rather easily. Plus, when you have momentum in the car and you come to a little speed bump, you're going to get over faster. <laughs> and it's not as hard. If you've got a speed pump when you're just trying to start pushing, it's really hard to get over it. Absolutely. Both, yeah, both as a problem solver, but also just it's so much easier to work with clients that are already in motion than it is to get a client, get, get a client that's completely stuck moving forward. Oh, you bet. You bet. Someone who's lost momentum, that's a, that's a tough one. Right, because they worry a lot more hmm. than someone who has some, some momentum. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so let's talk a little bit about mentors. How have mentors helped you on, on your journey? And obviously, you hired a coach. You mentioned that. Um, let's talk about the power of mentors and, and, and coaches and having those people on your side and, and helping you along the way. I have mentors now. I've had mentors throughout my life. And sometimes they were telling me stuff that I did not want to hear. <laughs> and it was necessary for me to learn a lesson. One of my favorite ones 
was a mentor I had that says I was selling motivational films. And she was my mentor with it. And she said, Jack, learn to think in questions. Mm. Learn to think in questions. And that changed my whole mentality from a pitch mentality. So I practiced that over the years. And I've gotten really quite good at asking good questions. So if you're going to take away anything from this conversation, learn to think in questions. It's so much more powerful than trying to tell somebody something. In fact, I had a client two days ago that said, Jack, I have a question for you. What, said, What's that? How do you handle objections? Hmm. I said, handle them with a question. It's so much easier that way. Well, and what's so cool about questions is that the brain loves questions. The brain loves to solve questions. The brain loves to answer questions. And so even with yourself, asking the right questions can be very, very powerful for your own personal growth and your own mental state. Absolutely. I, I learned that from Tony Robbins. If you talk, you know, ask a better question. If you ask yourself, okay, how do I, how do I always get in this mess? Your brain will search for an answer. On the other hand, if you say, how do I get out of this mess? The brain will come up with a better solution. It'll actually help you get out of the whatever you're, whatever you're in. Yeah, that's an interesting dilemma that we, we typically focus on what we've got and not on what we want. Yeah, or there's one more. People focus on what they don't want. Exactly. Which is worse. Because there's a whole lot of stuff you don't want. Like the trick that is stuck in the muck. Yeah, stuck in the muck. I don't want to be stuck in the muck. When you say that, you're going to find more muck than you know what to deal with. <laughs> if you say no, no, I want to, I want to, I want to be on a asphalt road. You'll find an asphalt road. We will be right back after this short break. Are you an entrepreneur who started their business with purpose and passion, only to lose sight of it amidst the daily grind? We understand how frustrating that can be. That's why we're offering free strategy calls to help you gain clarity on the barriers holding you back from achieving your dreams. In just 30 minutes, our experienced coaches will work with you to identify obstacles and develop strategies for overcoming them. There's no commitment or pressure, just a chance to get some assistance and clarity you need. Scheduling is easy. Simply visit smilingcall.com and select a time that works for you. Let's jump on a call and build your business together. It's time for you to add value and achieve your full potential as an entrepreneur. Welcome back. Let's get back to more greatness. Well, and I think that that's one of the issues that I run into a lot with, with my clients is they've lost sight of a destination. They, they, their business has taken over their life and they're just going through the motions trying to keep the dollars coming in to, to support their family, to, to pay their employees, to, to just get by. And they've lost sight of, of a purpose. They've lost sight of that destination, that paved road, right? How do I get to that next level? And they forgot even thinking there was a next level because they're just so focused on survival and they end up in survival mode. How do you help them see the light, see the, see the hope that, that if you just put a marker out there, it, it'll, it'll set you a course to, to get out of this. There's a, a couple of answers to that. 
because in one way, they may need, I have a client like that right now, says, Jack, all I have to do, I have, I'm up against it. All I can see is I got like three or four deals to close. That's all he's focused on. But he doesn't have the bandwidth to look anywhere else. Mm. Okay. So the point is stay focused on getting your deals. And when you're doing that, give yourself kudos. Say congratulations, no matter what goes left or goes right. Always say you'd be. Give yourself a kudo to build your own confidence. And your brain likes the endorphins anyway, right? Keep going. And that will also interrupt any of the other pattern stuff you have. You may, you may have about getting on yourself, which doesn't work. It just keeps you trapped. So once you can get a little bit of bandwidth, they can start thinking a little bit long-term. Even I can, I can get them just 30 days out, right? That helps. Then once we get there, then we can go out to three months. And then there we can get longer. Sometimes the client can look at a one-year goal. But then we still have to back it up into something more immediate for them. So they know, oh, that's how I get there. How I get to 100 for a year is I look at 10 right now. So what's what's our plan for 10? Once I can get them the plan for 10, that's usually pretty much the plan for 100. But we can get look at that. Look, whatever's broken is going to show up. Then we fix it. Just one little like, step at a time. Yeah, give yourself kudos. Let's talk about power, the power of positive, the power of focusing. Well, not just focusing on what you want but focusing on the wins and, and celebrating the wins. How does that help the, help the brain and, and, and help a person shift out of that, that yuck state into a, a, a state of encouragement? Well, the, the endorphins, you know, that come out back in the, in the brain, right? That when you have a win, you get a dose of them. So you want to keep them flowing. And how you do that is by acknowledging your wins. What's, Interesting about this is when something goes left on you, you can get a win out of it because you can say, I'm getting closer. Hmm. Something didn't work. Now it's out of the way. Now you can look to the next thing, but you have to let yourself do that. If you wallow in the pity of losing something, you're going to stay stuck for a long, long time. The trick is to let go of it quickly, learn the lesson from it and move on. But give yourself a kudo for learning from it. That works. I've seen it work time after time, even with me. I mean, I've had a call, phone call I've, I had to make, and I didn't know how it would go. Sometimes it went left, sometimes, sometimes it was right. But when I was done, I always said, yippee. Yippee, I'm done. It's over. Okay, next. Nice. Yeah. I can celebrate that I won the call, or I can celebrate that, I, that the call's over. It's over. I got done when I had to get done, right? What's the most pleasant thing I've done today, right? But it's done now. Yippee. Yeah, absolutely. If, if I wait and keep dragging it around, waiting to make the call, it just gets worse. Right. I, I'll just make the call. Yeah, like that. We talked about kissing the frogs earlier. That's what you know. some of the these per yeah. personal growth gurus talk about eating the frog, right? Eat the frog first. Get that big thing out of the way in the beginning of the day. Do the do the thing that you don't want to do first, and then the rest of the day you can do the stuff you want to do. Um, and and it can be it can be pretty powerful. But you're able to give yourself that that progress and say, "Ooh, look, we're moving. We're we're crossing stuff off the to do list and and getting stuff done." And that helps the brain. And here's my thing about doing the thing you don't want to do. If it's the right thing to do, you want to do it. Mm. that's the key 
Because a lot of people have stuff they don't like to do, and they say, well, do them first. Well, if they're the wrong thing to do and they're stupid, don't. <laughs> Just don't. Do the right thing. You know, and, and some people like to make phone calls. I mean, I do. Some people don't. Right? But I don't mind making calls. I'll do them in the morning. So that way I knock them out. I've got other more fun things to do later. Nice. Absolutely. Well, and, and finding the joy in, in the phone call, right? I mean, we get to choose our attitude towards everything that we do. <laughs> and why not choose an attitude that encourages you instead of choosing one that makes it that much harder to pick up the phone? Yeah, here's the thing about making phone calls, because I get asked this a lot. Most people look, especially if you're going to make an outbound call, and it's kind of like a, a cold call kind of a thing. Most people treat it as a zero-sum game. Ooh. What I mean by that is if they get an appointment, they win. If they don't get an appointment, they lose. The statistics are one in every 60 to 100 phone calls will get you an appointment. So if you're looking at that as a way to you know, run your life, it's a pretty miserable way to live. What I had to do was shift it for myself. Because whenever I made a phone call, I had my targeted list of companies, but I was seeing if the company wanted it was the right quality for me. Did they have the needs and the problems that I wanted to solve? So I may not get an appointment the first time, but I'm going to figure out who to talk to. Now I'm going to figure out if they have the kind of problems that I solve. That's a better game to play. I'll tell you, I'll tell you a story about that. I was selling, you know, my consulting services. I was in San Diego. I was trying to call this one company. I called like three times to talk to the vice president. I got an admin every time. So on the third call, I said, you know, you know I've called the last couple of times to talk to Bob. You know, he doesn't seem to be available. And she says, you know, you're right, Jack. You have. I said, what, what's the best way to get a hold of him? He says, I can't tell you that, but here's what I can tell you. He starts his, I come in at like eight o'clock. He always comes in at seven and answers his phone. I said, oh, well, thank you so much. <laughs> Guess where I was at seven o'clock the next day. I had a chance to talk to him. Nice. Yeah, that's a great, a great way to get a win, right? Is how you speak to gatekeepers. Yeah, the gatekeepers are your friends. Right. And once you identify, if you're the talk, if you know the right person and you know who their admin is, and you can befriend the admin, you're much better off. They don't, like being, they don't like being rude to people either. <laughs> right? No, but recognizing that they've got a job to do, right? They're yeah. the filter, they're the filter for their boss. And and it's more powerful if you work with the filter instead of trying to <laughs> butt up against it right oh yeah and it's, it's and it's a lot more fun <laughs> yeah it really is i mean i've known people that have stopped by and my my wife still has it a guy stopped by because she was the director of sales and marketing for a retirement company and it was a little foot about that that tall and about that wide as a flesh-colored foot had a slot between the big toe and the next toe he put his business card in there oh nice <laughs> and the business card was trying to get my foot in the door and he, <laughs> and he, he gave it to her. <laughs> oh. So there's ways to get into the people you want to talk to. 
<laughs> Absolutely. But getting frustrated with the gatekeeper is definitely not the way to do it, right? No. Befriending them, no. having a great conversation with them. Um, I've even heard of, of people taking in, you know, little snacks and, and bags of cookies to the gatekeepers to, uh, to encourage them and just say, you know, Hey, keep me top of mind. Right. Not ask for the, ask for the sale, but just, just opening the door to saying, Hey, I want to take, I want to be nice to you. Here's a story my stepdad told me. He was selling, I don't know what to companies. And he went into a company one day and there was the gal in the front and says, you know, I'm here. You know, I'm Mac. I'm here. You know, would you, I like talk to the manager. And she says, well, give me your card. So he gives her his card. She comes back out and says, he's not interested. And Mac says, okay, give me my card back. So she goes back. She says, what? Says, I give you my card back. Right? So she goes back into the office. Right? And about a minute later, the manager comes out. Says, hey, what's going on? They shake hands. They go in. They talk. They do some business. True story. <laughs> oh funny yeah uh, that, that that's interesting right like to say they're not interested but they want to hold on to your card <laughs> yeah it's like we'll give it back it's like, that's odd <laughs> love that story yeah well and how often you know do people go to networking events and, and, and go to places and collect a whole slew of business cards and then don't do anything with them Let's talk about the power of the follow-up. Yeah. So that's interesting because I put a course together called Networking Mastery <laughs> that I'm teaching. Thank you for the opportunity to plug it, Robert. Sure. Um, it's coming up in September. And there's there's three reasons why people suck at networking. Would you like to tell, tell them to you? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. They... The number one reason people suck at networking is they barf on you, which means that when you meet them, they can't shut up. You cannot get a word in edgewise. I know you guys don't do that, but there's people out there that do. Some of us might. That, <laughs> the flip on that is to connect with them. But when I've talked to people, they say, Jack, I spent a half an hour, an hour, hour and a half with someone, and I didn't connect with them. What's up with that? So look, it's not that hard. Networking master, we're going to show you how to connect in three minutes or less. Guaranteed. Show you how to do it. And you're going to practice in class so you have a baseline. That will totally jumpstart that process. Second reason people suck at networking. No plan. Other than, I hope I get lucky. <laughs> and we know how that works out. Okay? So we're, we're going to show you a plan, how to put a plan together for you. It's your plan. We just show you how to do it. Number one reason people suck at networking, they don't follow up. I have some statistics to back that up. When I first was out networking in the first year or so, I met over 2,000 people. I can count on the fingers of one hand the number of people that called me. Yeah. Yet on the other side, when I reached out to them, over 90% agreed to meet with me. And those were the days when I was actually doing physical coffee meetings. So you want to, you know, jumpstart your networking, just follow up. Call people. We'll meet with you. Now, the thing is, if you have a really nice script to follow, 
of questions to ask. And I wanted to get that idea. I love pro football. And back in the 80s, this dates me, but oh well. The San Francisco 49ers were in their heyday. And their coach, Bill Walsh, would script the first 15 to 20 offensive plays. So it's case dependent. So I thought, you know what? When you're networking, you say, hi, I'm Jackie. Oh, hi, I'm Robert. Then what do you say? Uh, for me, how about those Broncos? Well, if they're a Broncos fan, we're, I'm, I'm in good shape. If they're a Steelers fan, uh, I, I may not go too far or it gets a different conversation. Point is, is that if you have a, a couple of questions in your back pocket, so to speak, that you can always ask, right? That people will answer. The conversation is going to jumpstart itself. And you have a better chance of going to the next step. So in Networking Mastery, we show you how to put your questions together so they work and give you a chance to practice them. Nice. All right. How do people find this Networking Mastery course? Oh, Robert, I'm so glad you did ask. You can go to jackrand.com and slide down the page. On the right-hand side of the page, you'll see my handsome face. Slide down the page, right, and you'll see courses. In the, in the middle of the page, click on courses, and you'll see Networking Mastery. It's coming up September 13th. Nice. All right, I encourage you, if you are in sales, you own a business, you need to go check out Jack's Networking Mastery course because that's a place that you can improve your business and grow your business quickly if you take advantage of your time in the room. There's a reason these business owners are in the room. <laughs> and so take advantage, have great conversations and close deals. I think that's the challenge. Most people, like you said, they don't have a plan. Most people don't believe they can get business in the room. And or they're the guy that's so worried about running around handing out his business card because he's got to get 15 other business cards. And he interrupts all the conversations just to say, well, here's my card. Here, hey, do you have a card? Here's my card. Do you have a card? Instead of having those conversations that really strike interest, right? right. I want somebody to remember my conversation by the questions yeah. that I ask. And Robert, listen to this. This is so easy. When I started networking, I had no clue how to do it. So I was watching everybody else. Turns out they didn't know either. Right. So it was hopeless. So I did my own research, put my own plan together, and that's how I developed, you know, the course. What I found is it's interesting is that now I can go around and in about 45 minutes get my job done because I can go and connect with five of the people I want to connect with, then I can go home. Nice. And I'll have five coffee meetings after that meeting. But you have five coffee meetings a week, you're going to jumpstart your business. I promise. Absolutely. Well, unless you're just having coffee. But, and I think that, that, that that's a problem for a lot of entrepreneurs, especially startup stage. I mean, right now in these last couple of years, we've had a lot of people jump into the entrepreneurial space and there's two parts. They're afraid to ask for the sale. They're afraid to close the deal, right? They can be really good at telling the story. They can be really good at saying, Hey, you know what, Jack, you've got this problem and I've got the great solution to it. Boy, this has been a fun conversation. Let's talk next week. And they put it off rather than finishing it up and being able to say, hey, Jack, you'd be a great fit for our program. How do you want to pay for that? And even something more easier than that, Robert, all they got to do is like, if you're asking the questions, you're getting the right answers. 
you ask someone that they would like to learn more, just learn more, and they say yes, set the next appointment where you go deeper. Absolutely. At that that point now, the client is expecting to be asked to do something if it's the right fit. If you build agreement and little steps throughout the conversation, when you say, when do you want to get started? That's all you have to ask. When do you want to get started? They will tell you something. Then you know. Yeah. How much is it? Oh, here's how you pay. I got three ways to pay. There are three ways you can do this. You know, you explain it to them. You educate them. They will pick one. Yeah. The, I think the challenge is it's kind of like the shingle, right? We talked about hanging your hanging your sign out and saying, hey, I'm open for business. I think people expect the customer to say, hey, Jack, how can I buy that? And there are customers that will do that, but it's a smaller percentage. There's so many people that are leaving the customer walking away going, gosh, I wish he would have sold me that. I really wanted to have that. Yeah. If you just lead them a little bit, right, they will buy. I know. But don't be afraid to ask, right? Don't be afraid to ask for the sale and and close the deal. People aren't closers nowadays, and and, and we need to be able to be a closer and, and close the deal. It's okay to close the deal. You're doing them a favor. They've already they've already said they've already raised their hand and they've said, Oh, this is really good, Jack. I really like what you man, this networking mastery. That's brilliant, Jack. Oh, I need it's perfect for me, right? They've already said that. So so help yeah. them by by saying, you know, how how can how can we make that happen? How can we take the next step? Yeah. So let, let me say this in closing about networking mastery. One gal, her name is Stacy. I have permission to tell the story. She was in networking mastery. She says, in between sessions one and sessions two, right? You know, we'll teach you how to connect. So guess what the homework is? Connect with five people. Hmm. I'll give you the market. That novel idea. Just go practice. So she said, okay, I have an appointment with a gal. I have no idea where it's going to go. But Jack said, do the homework. So I'm going to do the homework. That's all I'm going to do. So Stacy goes, has the coffee meeting. The gal talks about her business for about 30 minutes or so, right? And, St- and she says, oh, Stacy, what do you do? Stacy says, I'm a mortgage broker. I specialize in reverse mortgages. The gal says, oh, we could use you. Combine that deal with another one she had cooking. She had her best month in the business after, you know, in, the, in, the, in her mortgage business. And that was only between sessions one and two. Nice. Incredible what happens when you're talking to people and they realize, oh, you solved the problem that I have. It's so great to meet you. Yeah. Yeah. I've got this problem. You have an answer. Talk to me some more. How do I? Yeah, I'm interested. You bet. Absolutely. All right, Love Jack. We end every episode with our guests sharing their words of wisdom. Jack Rand, what are your words of wisdom? My words of wisdom are, I'm going to just tag on to something you said, is that when you're afraid, for example, of closing, be afraid and do it anyway. Nice. Jack, thanks so much for hanging out today. What a wonderful conversation. You gave us some great tips. Hope everybody will go and get your networking mastery course and keep on helping people do it afraid. Thank you so much. Great to be here with you, Robert. Thank you for tuning in to this episode brought to you by the power of intentional decisions that lead to massive action. Those aren't just buzzwords. They're qualities that can help you take control of your life and build a successful business. To support you on this journey, we're offering you our most popular survey 
help you establish a baseline. Visit enjoybizlife.com to check it out and take the first steps towards changing your life and business. We often make things more complicated than they need to be, losing sight of what's truly important. This tool will help you refocus on what matters most so that you can start doing the things you've always wanted to do, like spending quality time with loved ones. And if you enjoyed this episode, please show us some love by liking, subscribing, or leaving a review. But most importantly, share it with someone who needs to hear it. In our next episode, Robert chats with Christy Barber about Profit First and helping business owners talk about the money, because it matters. It's important that business owners work on the systems and processes, incorporating technology to optimize their business and increase their profitability.